Blog Talk Radio. I have an emergency. What is your location? There indeed is a war for our soul, and we have victory through the name of Jesus Christ. And so let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time today. Thank you for opening our hearts to the truth that we're sharing here, and uh, give us wisdom and understanding. We bind the powers of the enemy that would be arrayed against us to interfere in any way, to distract in any way. We thank you, Lord, that your will is being done. Your kingdom is coming. And uh, your will is being done here on this radio show, as it is in heaven. And so we thank you for your help today. Thank you for your guidance as we share these uh, important truths and principles in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we want to welcome all of you who are listening to this edition of Rescue Radio. And we have a wonderful, wonderful guest with us today. And her name is Karen Steen Finch. She is a certified natural health professional. She's an herbalist. She's a certified nutritional consultant, speaker, author, also a nature sunshine distributor, and a great friend of ours, too. Welcome, Karen, to Rescue Radio. Thank you, Jerry. It's great to be with you all. Yes, yes, and we have some hard questions for you today, but they're not hard for you you because you are just a wonderful resource to people all over this nation, uh, and and you are a, a strong believer in Jesus Christ, and uh, God's given you so much wisdom. And so with all that, uh, not flattery, but uh, uh, truth about who you are, uh, let's just dive right into this whole area of nutrition and health, Karen. Uh, you know, there's... <laughs> It seems like one of the things I've observed, it seems like there's people that are really getting to be very what we call health conscious. And then there's other people that are just kind of just eating whatever, you know, for the sake of convenience and so forth. But uh, Correct. Does what we're eating really affect us, uh, you know, positively, negatively, or is just, you know, we should just eat whatever is whatever is around? You know, Jerry, it's so much more powerful than... I think most of us realize that what is on the end of our fork or our finger food is actually directing the future of our health. Even at that moment, it can affect not only the digestion and the physical body, but it affects the emotions, the mental, how we think and how we don't. And it has a huge impact in our cells and in our DNA, they're actually finding that foods have the power, the nutrients of the food, to change the DNA. So right. something so simple of do we eat junk food or do we eat good food is a powerful choice that we make many times a day. So we are we are composed of spirit, soul, and bodies. Are you, are you saying that we are affected even, you know, spiritually by the uh, We are. The food that we, we are. Because if we don't feel well, Jerry, how do we go out and do our best for God? How do we put our time, money, and energy into doing what God would have us to do because we're having a sugar low and we're either in tears or depression because w- we can't even we don't even feel like we can get out of the chair to go do what we should do. How would we do the extra things that we want to do? Um, I remember many years ago I visited Oral Roberts University uh, as a teenager, and that was one of the things they were teaching. How do you be your best for God if you're not physically, mentally, I don't know that they threw in emotional, but theirs was physical, mental, and spiritual. And now I've been able to live that out another, let's see, 40 years (laughs) and find out that it is so true. 
Well, we live in a very fast-paced society. You know, we have families that are under pressure. We have single moms that are working jobs and, you know, and, and, and all even, you know, uh, there's so many things going on, running back and forth with the kids and work and husbands and wives working and so forth. Uh, so often there's just a matter of uh, we eat what's convenient or what's fast, and then there's that that old uh, culprit, the microwave. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? <laughs> oh, it's just, you know, it's been kind of a pet peeve of mine for the last 30-plus years, but the more information and research that comes out, it's very, it's a very dangerous unit. It's probably the most dangerous um, machine you could have in your house. One thing I wanted to mention about the fast food, Jerry, is that um, I read something lately, and it did make me smile because this is a serious topic, and so to help keep some fun in it, it said you can't look and feel like a million bucks when you're eating off the dollar menu. And <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> it's so true. It is so true. And I do understand that we have busy lives, and especially with family and sports, and when you're involved in the church and Christian work, how do you plan ahead for your meals? However, what I have found through being a natural cook for a health center and growing up in it on the farm and then again living that busy life in the city is that it's not so much about cooking as it is preparation and when we have things on hand it makes it so much easier and it's just like the christian life it's just like a painter you know you can you can go in and you need to prep for days on a house getting it ready to spray you know it's the masking it's the taping and you can spray it in a few hours but the thing is, is that it takes preparation in life, and that's not always the fun part, the the humdrum. You can make it fun, but if you have the organic grapes on hand and the popcorn made after school, you have the berries so you can make a smoothie, you go ahead and you have your organic celery and carrots, radishes, your nice crunchy cold veggies in the fridge. My mom used to say there's nothing faster than than a carrot or a banana. That's nature's true health food. Yeah. And, and that God, can be really quick. Right. And that's God's, God is the, uh, he's the originator of fast food. <laughs> yes, he is. The real food. <laughs> the real food. So this is it. Yes. So it's really a matter of just adjusting our thinking in preparation. It's- Yes, and you know, I think it goes back even, I don't think, it goes back a step further. It is actually about our heart and our relationship with God because probably one of the strongest holds in rebellion is what we eat and drink, what we put into our mouth and what we put into our mind. So out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It starts with the heart, and if we're rebellious about, hey, I'm hey, I'll do these healthy things, but I'm not giving up my, you know, commercial coffee or I'm not giving up my alcohol or wine or I'm not giving this up. What we see as freedom in rebellion ends up becoming the chain of the prison or the addiction and we're the ones who suffer for it. Us, our families, our kids and so it really starts with the relationship with God and really surrendering these daily choices that add up to the big picture. Yeah. Great. Of am I willing to surrender this to God and let him help me with it? Yes, yes. Listen, we have a caller. Um okay. caller with a question. Go ahead. Uh Hey, good morning, guys. I'm good morning. to you from Sunny California. This is Margie, of course. Hi, Margie. And uh, I'm out by the pool, the only quiet place I could find in this noisy place. Uh, it is beautiful out here. Um, I'm I'm taking in the radiation, you know, <laughs> taking my chlorophyll yes. pills, whatever. The Lord is your hey, strength guys. and your shield. The Lord yeah, is your beautiful. strength and your shield. <laughs> you guys have been up for hours already, and I've been up for a couple. But the um, only time you can get any quiet around here is, way in the dark early morning hours but 
hey, I like what you're talking about, guys. And I wanted to say, just to give my two cents worth, Karen, good morning, yeah. guys. Good um, morning. You were just talking about um, planning and preparing, and then you just said something about, uh, what was the last thing you just said, about obedience or something? or Yeah, changing surrendering. Your, yeah. Well, you know, I flipped my Bible open as I was listening to you guys, and I saw these two verses. I just got to share them. Um, pleasant words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Interesting, it says the word um, pleasant words, honeycomb, which is about food, sweetness, which yeah. is what we all like, you know, sweet tooth kind of thing, to the yeah. soul and health to the bones. So the words feed the soul. So do you suppose that when our souls are not being fed with sweetness and positive, hopeful things, that we turn to the sweetness of a food or, or perhaps a... Um, you know, junk food to get that kind of uh, comfort? It's true, Margie. It is so true. It's emotional. It's mental. It's spiritual. It's physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it has to be because then I looked over to the other side of Proverbs. That was Proverbs um, 16.24 and Proverbs 15.31. Um, you know, when you're talking about changing a lifestyle, which is really what a lot of people are going to have to do. Sorry if the wind is blowing here. It says the ear that hears reproof, I'm sorry, the ear that hears the reproof of life will abide among the wise. He who disdains <laughs> instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds reproof gets understanding. The fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom, and before honor is humility. So people who are hearing this idea of changing or preparing or eating organically or taking the time they're seeking out a, a spiritual sweetness, but they're going to have to start with the basics of food or add that to their pursuit of God is, is what I think I'm, I'm reading here, that you have to take the correction. And here's my thought and question. Do people, after they've eaten so much junk food for a while and their DNA has changed and they're kind of reprogrammed to like the taste of all this garbage, mm-hmm. do you think they, they lose their desire to be reproved or seek wisdom? From God? Oh, and very much. Yeah. Yeah, you can yeah. see the rebellion. And I didn't understand that maybe 30 years ago when I first started consulting. Mm-hmm. Was, okay, you can talk to me about whatever, but don't touch my coffee or don't touch my yeah. chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then as we got into it, or my Diet Coke, especially diet products and artificial sweeteners, and I was like, Okay, well, I'll work with you as best as I can. But then after, oh, many years of that, I would, when people would tell me that up front, and I know it sounds so tough, but I remember saying, if you're not willing to give up your diet drink, there's no reason for us to invest the time because we'll go one step forward and two or three back. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, may I say this as well? You're just people who want to quit like the diet drinks or the Cokes or the whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, you know, it's not just a matter of a resolution or willpower a lot of times because no. I think people who can push their their determination and willpower and, and you know, all that only so far. And then right. what happens right. is there's another opportunity to sin or tempt, tempted to drink or a Coke or a, this or that. And then they fall back into another pit. Now, is it a matter of just learning how horrible that pit is and pulling yourself over, out over and over again? Or do you think it could be a matter of actually, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's just kind of a loaded question, but do you think it could be a matter of they need some deliverance? I mean, because, you know, you can spend your whole life dieting and trying to quit something you can't stop. And can we understand what the Bible would say about, you know, Paul says if I'm doing what I don't want to do, it is not me doing it. Could it possibly be a craving that is, not really you, but as is dwelling in you, uh, is, uh, desiring this deadly drink or something? Yes, well, you and Jerry have taught me, and I have learned that that is a way to set ourselves up for failure, is thinking yeah. that we can do this on our own and that we're just going to do it through willpower because there's always something else, maybe worse, that will come in and replace it or we'll fall back and then Satan will hit us over the head and say, see, I told you, you're a failure. You can't yeah. do this. When we when we begin to understand the power of surrendering and total willingness 
surrendering our heart, our life, our desires, then we have God with us, and then we can start opening our mind. And like Jerry, you were saying about our thoughts, then we start thinking about what we can do and what would be good for us and our family rather than what we can't do, rather than living under a law that's going to fail and not abusing grace, but utilizing God's grace and strength. Because guess what? On a physical level, after about 27 days of doing the same thing, your taste buds change. Your taste buds actually change. And as you've probably experienced in deliverance, it can be instantaneously where the person who told me, don't touch this, in two to three weeks are calling and saying, I don't know what happened, but every time I try to drink coffee, I get sick or Diet Coke or I can't stand the taste of it anymore. And the body, the mind, the spirit, everything begins to change and grow, and then your spirit can open up for wonderful growth and possibilities. Yes. Well, you yes. guys have you guys have got questions. Go ahead. I'm just going to listen. Go for it. All right. Well, thank you for calling in. Enjoy your day there in sunny California. Well, I'm I'm going to keep listening as long as I can. So you oh, that's great. Thank okay. you, thank you so much. Thank you, and Karen, you know, uh, and I believe it's Hosea four six. It talks about my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. In mm-hmm. some cases, like you're saying, it's it's a matter of rebellion. You know, I I'll make some changes. But sometimes, you know, we we want to be spiritually strong, but we still want to eat our our our, our junk food, so to speak. Uh, but at, at the same time, there's uh, there's ignorance. You know, sometimes people are rebellious; they won't let go, they won't give it up. But a lot of times, uh, they just don't know, Jerry. They they just are they just not aware. Know. They just grow up and say, okay, you have the you have the microwave, you eat this way, you go through the drive-through. And all that. So it's a really a matter. And I know you've dedicated your life to helping instruct people in this way. And so uh, it, it seems like there's a, a need for, yes, there may be a need for a deliverance and uh, adjusting our thinking. But then it's a matter of just a lot of instructions. Um, Education so, and knowledge. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Right, and right. these young kids, these young children... I am so, I know I shouldn't be shocked. I'm just, I have to be aware of what's happening these days. They don't even know what a real meal is. They don't even know what real food tastes like. So, of course, they're going to say ick if you try to feed them real mashed potatoes and peas from the garden and maybe real fried chicken. They're going to say ick. And you're yeah. like, what in the world? They don't even, their tongues can't decide. It's like, no, it doesn't have all the bursting flavor and the, you know, wow, MSG and it's the monosodium gluconate that opens up the pores of the tongue so it excites the brain cells till they die. Like, this isn't exciting. Um, we want our junk food and their body craves it because cells have memories. Right, right, exactly. And so there's a, um, the, the, the taste buds, what I call them, the taste buds get perverted and, and there's oh, yeah. a whole do instruction and in many cases uh deliverance that's needed what about what about some person that they're what would you suggest as some practical steps for people to make changes not like I said changes is hard changes are hard changes right. is hard changes are, are are hard to make for a lot of people <laughs> what 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 are some just some practical things let's just say a regular family a busy family uh, you talked about okay. preparation. Any, you know, what are some steps? You, you, sometimes you're not all of a sudden. Okay, I'm just going to eat herbs and everything organic. But what are some practical steps some people can take to to just begin this whole new journey of, of healthy okay. living? One, I would first thing I would do is pray. Me, I get down on my knees and I pray in the morning, and God, give us the desire to feel well, to be well, to think well, to live well. And it's amazing how many kids do want, they do want to help. 
They do want to help make the smoothies. They love making the popcorn. They want to be involved. And and so a lot of times it's the parents um, that are so busy and so stressed just trying to make a living. So where do we begin? Change, is, change isn't so hard when you really desire it. However, where I would begin uh, in my own life is, number one is fresh air. Um, that is the number one thing we know for oxygen, right? So get out as much as you can. Breathe deeply when you're walking from your car into the office or school. Take your kids for a walk. Play as much as you can. Make it fun. Two, get on good water. Don't drink water from the faucet. Luckily, a lot of people have good water at the office because they get filtered water. But begin to drink pure water because the number two thing to stay alive is water. And we can talk more about that and how to conveniently do that to have pure water. I like to use hydrogen sticks that change the water pH, purify it with hydrogen, and we can talk more about that later. But there are several ways to get pure water. Three, I would begin thinking about what I can eat rather than what I can't eat because the more good we do, in giving good foods to our body, the less time we have for bad. For example, if you're busy drinking pure water, adding minerals, um, having some fresh juice or, or whatever you can do, the less time, the less thirsty you're going to be for, you know, sugary corn syrup, juices, uh, pop, we say pop in the soda, diet soda, um, coffee, because the body can only drink so much in a day. So we want to saturate it with the good things. So think about what you can eat. Get as many fresh fruits on hand for morning and many fresh vegetables as you can afford. Have them ready to go, washed up um, and ready for the kids. And eat on those because you'll get fresh food, live food. And if it's organic, you can be without most of the sprays and It's not irradiated if it's certified organic or you've grown it yourself or you got it from your neighbor. And give your body that live food that has enzymes, fiber, and nutrients. That would be my first three steps. Well, that would be four steps with asking God to help change the desires of our our heart and our tongue. Another, another, what about organics? You know, there's a real interesting back in the 60s you used to hear a lot about organic stuff you know yes and then it then you didn't hear so much and now in the last several years there's a, there's a, been a renewed emphasis on organics now some people will say you know my okay that organic food i mean when i can get such such at a, a at a supermarket for cheap and then i mean it's going to be it's more expensive for me to go and buy organics uh, yes. How how would you answer that? Says, oh, I can't afford to buy organic. How would you respond to that? Okay. Usually organic is more, not always. Sometimes it's the same and sometimes it's less. It doesn't even, just because it doesn't look as pretty in the grocery store at times. So I can share what I do, Jerry, in uh, in conserving money and such. Number one is if you can't afford to buy organic fruits and vegetables or don't have them available to you, I make sure that I soak my fruits and vegetables, including my bananas. And there are different recipes out there, but I like to use a couple tablespoons of fresh lemon and a couple teaspoons of real salt and put that in, let it soak for 20 minutes, and then I make sure I rinse it off. You'll be surprised what the apples look like with the wax and different things and how dirty the water really is. So you just soak it 20 minutes. I mix my fruits and vegetables in there, and then I rinse it off. Now, if I have part organic and part commercial, I don't put them in the same water because I don't want my organics to be polluted. Then I just let them dry and use that. If I'm using fruits and vegetables that are not organic, I make sure I peel them. Normally, we would want to eat the peels and the seeds because the seeds is where the power is. And, of course, the the skin and right under the skin is usually where the most nutrients are. 
and then you get all that extra fiber and nutrients, especially if it's dark green. But if you're buying cucumbers and apples and such in the grocery store, you want to peel them because they spray them and then they seal it in with the wax. So we think we're doing good by eating the apple peel, but you don't want to do that on a commercial apple because of all of the um, sprays, all the sides that are used on them, um, up to about 18. I, we once called the FDA because of all of the ingredients on the apple boxes coming in the back door at the grocery store and uh, took 13 calls to the FDA, big long words, but basically what it was was different um, insecticides and such, and it's sealed in with a food-grade wax, and you think, oh, that's okay to eat, but it's really petroleum. So you don't want to do that. However, I look in the, um, I go to grocery stores that really emphasize organic, and I look in the discount foods because they usually have leftovers. They might bag them up together. Um, I buy my apples in a bag or rather than one at a time because it's more economical. And in the summertime, of course, if you can grow it, if you can go to the co-ops, if you go to the farmer's market, also when they don't look so pretty, like lemons, for example, and the skins are a little thin, that's when they're really juicy. That's when you want to buy them. And you and they might have a whole bag, and you buy them, you squeeze them, and you can freeze that juice in ice, cre- ice cube trays. Um, freeze it and then you just dump them in a big Ziploc, and then you've got 100% organic lemon juice that you can make lemonade, you can make your hot lemon water. Yeah, this is this is another part of the adjustments that we need to make in our thinking. Now that, you know, that commercial, say, tomatoes, apples, they're made, uh, you know, chemically uh, supplemented and so forth. They're designed genetically to be uniform for the sake of mechanical harvesting and so forth. So just because something doesn't look as pretty, a vegetable doesn't look as as pretty mm-hmm. or as uniform in shape doesn't mean it's bad. And actually it means That's it's so better true. for you. It doesn't mean that organic always looks weird or anything, but but so I think this is part of the adjustment in our thinking. You know, if right. someone we says, like pretty in America. Yeah, we, we want, want pretty and we they want know pretty. that. But pretty uh, is not really uh, good for us in in many Mm -hmm. cases. Yeah, yeah. Right. What about? So another. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jerry. No, no. Go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. I was just going to say another way that I go. um, Usually in the dairy section, they will have the discounted yogurts, kefirs, um, organic cheeses, uh, veggie cheese. If it hasn't sold out fast enough, that people don't know it's there. Now, you might not find this so much at a Whole Foods or a Trader Joe's because the type of people that buy there, they, you know, things move pretty fast. But if you go to the grocery stores that are, are working to add it for their customers, then sometimes those things are available um, with that. But going back to the GMOs, if it's certified organic, it is supposed to be non-GMO and non-irradiated doesn't mean that every time it's that way, but majority of the time you're going to be getting a better quality piece of fruit or a vegetable than if it's not organic. Okay, we hear a lot about you know GMOs. It's kind of a buzzword there. Can you just explain just briefly a little bit exactly you know what GMOs are and uh, okay. the whole you know issue over GMOs? Sure. Just to give some top points on it, GMO stands for Genetically Modified Organism, which they've been playing with for years. Even back in the 70s, our corn crops in Iowa, um, maybe before that, but for many years, uh, 70% of it, back when I had my health food store in the 80s, was GMO being fed to the cattle. And then, of course, we were eating it in the beef if, if we were buying commercial beef. GMOs... We really don't know the outcome of them. There's a lot of research, the scientists that are coming out and telling the truth and not falsifying the documents. It's quite scary. Many countries will not allow GMOs, genetically modified organisms, because they're saying we don't know the outcome in the DNA for our children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. It does have an effect 
GMO can be Roundup ready, meaning the Roundup's in the seed, so that it, one, it's more convenient, two, it's not supposed to allow the weeds to grow, and they're saying that you don't get any residue of that in the food that you eat. Um, and so it really will shake a person's belief system if you do believe in the government and the media and you think that the FDA is looking out for you or the EPA. There may be sections of those that do. However, overall, you've got to get really smart about and independent thinking and be aware of what is truth and what you choose to purchase and what you choose to put in your body and in your children's body. It's right. really and not only your right, it is it is a big um, accountability, yes. Yes, yes. Well, the, the FDA is like the fox watching the chickens. Uh, and so with that, I'm going to give out their call-in number. If you have a okay. question or comment you'd like to make, uh, uh, regarding this whole issue, uh, the number is 347-215-8051, 347-215-8051. Uh, Karen, another thing here regarding uh, preparation, uh, you know, we talked about, now what about preparation? Now, we're, we're living in very uh, uncertain times, to say the least. Uh, yes. What would you say is something uncertain uh, about our our food supply, maybe food and water uh, nation? How vulnerable is it? Let's talk about the vulnerability of our food and water supply in this country. Okay, I think it's very uh, timely, very important, vital that we do talk about this and, and educate ourselves and share the information with each other. Unless we've lived in another country and has, have come here and have experienced what it's like when all the food disappears off the shelf overnight, or whether we have seniors who are listening that went through the Depression and really hard times, the majority of us have no idea how quickly things can change within, I mean, our life can change in a split second, as we have found out. However, in this country, there is only enough food for three days for the entire country. So if anything major would happen, whether it would be uh, an asteroid hits our satellites and the grid goes down, whether it is uh, freight goes down, whether there would be war, um, we need to have on hand for us and our families, and even the government is promoting that um, on the government sites for natural disaster and man-made disaster. Just as we have seen, Jerry, in the last year or two, these disasters that are happening, I don't know how natural they are, but the floods, the earthquakes. Um, I remember a couple of months ago when South Carolina had that unusual flooding, and yes. there was uh, forty to 60,000 people in one day that had no access, had no fresh water or bottled water. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. because in this country we just figure we'll just go out and pick it up. Well, it might not be there to pick up, or you might not be able to get there. So number one thing would be to have water, uh, a good quality bottled water or water that you bottle, on hand, and the government sites are saying, oh, have enough for three days or seven days. Some might even say a month. But most people are planning six to six months to a year. Other people who have been in this for some time and have more knowledge, they have five years' supply of water and food. And that isn't always financially feasible for the nowadays family. But we can begin to do that. Even the big box stores like Costco and different places have been selling the last few years pellet by uh, the water by the pellet, um, protein bars, great discounts. And so there are ways to buy and prepare when it's on sale, do your own, get a dehydrator. We need to have things on hand, water, food, our uh, first aid kit, our own supplies like liquid silver and silver gel for emergencies and injuries, 
the herbs that we need, whatever it is that you like and use, whether it's herbal or homeopathic, uh, whatever it is, it's time to get it on hand because there's even times I cannot get as a wholesaler buying direct from the manufacturers, I can't get what we need. And we need to to be prepared. Now, some people, Jerry, would say, hey, you're feeling, uh, you're putting fear out there. Um, I'm a Christian. God's going to take care of me. And he, he, he can and he will. However, he made the squirrel. And the squirrel has the, um, what should I say, internal intelligence that the Lord gave him, <laughs> the smarts to store up for winter. Even the squirrel prepares for winter. Even the bear eats more to go into hibernation. So a lot of these things are a natural cycle of life, and we just haven't had a big uh, disaster in this country to compare notes to. But when we do, when we need batteries and we need heat and we need um, ways to to survive, we're either going to wish we had or we're going to be very grateful we did. All right. Well, we're going to continue more on this uh, topic of preparedness. You mentioned about homeopathics, herbs, and that so forth. We're going to take a quick break for this, this word. Listen up. Eating. we got to do it, and we sure do plenty of it. A lot of times we feel guilty about what we eat. Many of us are overfed, yet we are undernourished physically and spiritually. Here's something you may have never thought of. What we eat and the attitude in which we eat it has a lot to do with our spiritual health as well as our physical health. In their powerful CD, Eating for Spiritual Health, Marjorie Cole and Karen Steen Finch explore what God has to say and what God has given us for optimum spiritual and physical health. You will see how God's diet plan is simply the best. To order your copy of this life-changing CD, go to www.liferecovery.com. Again, go to www.liferecovery.com. Well, Karen, we were talking about education, and that would be a a great item for folks to have and to listen to as far as uh, learning about uh, some of the things that we've already been talking about here today. Um, So you mentioned about herbs. Now, sometimes people think of herbs as like, if somebody's eating herbs or some weirdo stuck in a mountain hideaway someplace <laughs> eating twigs and herbs and, and some weird thing and they're high on this and high on that. And, but no, tell, talk us a little bit about herbs. Maybe, you know, we can uh, demythalize, if that's a word, <laughs> that whole thing of herbs. Talk, talk us a little bit about uh, herbs and uh, maybe... Um, how that can be of help to us. Okay. Well, you know, what you described, Jerry, that could be going on. That could be a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it has been going on, but yes. but really there's there's a there's a there's a solid uh, reason for them and God God has given those to us, right? Right. That's right. It goes clear back centuries. Um, Bible times and before, just uh, and many countries for thousands of years have utilized the herbs and such because you know why? Because God gave us, He actually has the verses there in Ezekiel and Revelations. In Revelations, that the, the leaf of the tree is for the healing of the nations. And Ezekiel, the fruit thereof shall be your food, and the leaf shall be your medicine. So our medicine was herbs and homeopathics before the 1930s. In fact, our medical colleges were homeopathic colleges in the late 1800s, early 1900s. But then, with the change of the AMA came in in the 30s, um, and when the Rockefellers came in with the money, with the drugs, guess who was funding the schools? So we're we're no longer taught about herbs and homeopathics because we're going to be they're going to be taught about drugs, and they are. There is a huge movement 
uh, in going back to nature and going back to the original, uh, it's like two worlds that can either complement each other or they collide. And it is great when we can use our modern medicine and also apply the truths of God from many years. Uh, You know, for Chinese medicine, for example, not speaking of Eastern religion, not speaking of New Age, but talking about actual medicine, their medicine goes back 6,000 years. Ours is uh, just about 200 years old. And so... You know, when you look at that and you look at what works uh, with with working with the body, using the herbs that God gives us before man plays with it and makes it a chemical that has these horrendous side effects, people can actually get well, giving their body what it needs, Jerry, giving their soul and spirit what it needs, giving their mind and emotion what it needs. They can actually be well and feel well and think clearly. So... Herbs are cleansers, and they're builders, and they contain concentrated nutrients, many of the minerals that we're missing in our food because our soils are lacking many times even organic. In this world nowadays, it's not possible to eat enough good foods to get what we need. We actually need to supplement with all of the stressors and toxins that our bodies come up against. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's not a trend it's not just an income. It is It is my truth. It is my purpose. It is the calling to, to live well and to share that with others. Not that it's not a challenge. It really is. But herbs are concentrated foods. Exactly. Well, God has given these to us. In Genesis 1.29, it says, And God said, See, I have given you every herb that yields seed which is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit yields seed, to you it shall be for food. And when we're talking about food there, Karen, it's not just a matter of what tastes good to us, but what what really nourishes us. Uh, right. Uh, spirit, soul, spirit, soul, and body being. It's just it's it's uh-huh. that physical nourishment that affects us spiritually and God has provided that for us and and uh, I appreciate what you're doing to help people getting back uh, in getting back to uh, what God has ordained for us. Um, Thank you, what, Jerry. What about homeopathics? Now what what exactly are homeopathics? It's kind of a big word. And, it uh, is. What what we're homeopathic? You're talking about the medical profession being essentially homeopathic. Uh, up until uh, just you know fairly recently in history, but uh, wh- what exactly are homeopathics? And uh, uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Okay, one thing I'd love to mention, Jerry, because Dad, my dad uses that verse quite often in Genesis one twenty nine, is that when when you really read that, that the herb that has seed and bearing seed of its own kind is also mentioned in Genesis. Right. It's very important that we have seeds that reproduce, and that's yes. part of the GMO. Is many of those I don't know if all, but many of those are hybrids, and they don't reproduce after their own kind. So one, it's a way to patent, it's a way to control food, but another thing is there's power in the seed when it's a real food and it can reproduce itself, and that's God's plan. It's not, it's not what greedy man has in mind um, for control and power. That's the power of food and politics. However, when we know that we need to be eating these herbs, and that can be your spices, that can be your fresh herbs in your garden or your kitchen window of adding your rosemary or basil like you guys do, that can keep us healthy in the winter, whether we have it fresh or we've dried it, Um, because those herbs will help support the immune system, and they help to fight bacteria and viruses. So God is so wise, and we can't outsmart him in any way. So we really need to get into the word and find out what what he says. Homeopathics is uh, really the only 
um, documented medicine as far as the research that was done on it. They actually did the research and experiment on humans clear back. Clear back, I know of the 1800s. It could be even before that. Oh, yeah, actually before that. And it's treating like with like. However, it is a natural medicine, and it can be called a remedy. And up to this point, we've been able to buy them over the counter and through uh, a health store, through the mail, through your naturopathic doctor. However, the FDA, it is one of their number top number one priorities right now is to get homeopathics off the market because the pharmaceuticals want control of that. Homeopathics are something that you don't need to take every day or if you do need to take it for a time, you can, but because they are proven, I should say they're the proven um, natural medicine, that would be a more accurate state, statement, the only proven natural medicine, because we can call it a remedy, it'll actually say r- right on the bottle, like viral HP for high potency. It'll actually be called a bacostat, it, that it handles bacteria, or something to detox mercury or lead. It's actually been in hearings in Washington, D.C. just a few months ago, regarding um, trying to get homeopathics off the market. However, it is so healing. And we want to fight to be able to keep that freedom um, because people get well. And that's not really the number one goal out there for the people who are making an industry off of sick people. So homeopathics are they are not new age, they're old age. Um, they are made with succussions, which means pounding. And many times it doesn't even have the actual ingredient in it like mercury or lead. It is from the energy from that. So it is diluted and diluted and diluted with these succussions. And then that is how you get your different potencies. Your X's are your lower potencies. Then it goes into C's uh, like a 12C. And then an M is one, like a 1M will work one drop will work up to six months in the body. They're very powerful and very helpful. Yeah, you know, and uh, a lot of people have these herbs uh, growing right in their yards unless mm-hmm. they're loniacs and they have to have everything 100% Kentucky bluegrass and do the whole chemical routine. But there are so many, too. We have uh, friends that uh, uh, Go around, and you do as well. And but there are others that you know, kind of specialize in doing workshops. And we've had folks come out to our place here and and say, yeah. "Hey, look, let's go around here and look at this. Okay, this is this, this is this. Here's what you can do. You can make a tincture, and uh, out of this. And there's a definite process for that. There are certain, of course, nutritional herbs, and then there are the medicinal herbs. And we have you know friends that are spending a lot of time. Not not a lot of time, but they're very much into that, uh, making these uh, tinctures that can be very helpful. And so, if you, I think if you go to liferecovery.com, you can get links to uh, some of that, and of course your website. Uh, let me give you, what is what is your website, Karen? We'll mention that later on. But what is your website for those that may okay. contact you? Well, the best way, um, as far as with the Nature Sunshine and such is to go to uh, the www.liferecovery.com, which okay. is uh, Margie, and there is a, a button there to click on Nature Sunshine um, for looking at being able to get the top, the I want to say real ingredients at direct pricing. Uh, she offers that for people so that their money can go toward the quality rather than paying a retail price. For myself, um, the best way to get a hold of me is either uh, by text or to call. My phone number is 406-570-3941. So 406-570-3941 or to email me at love. L-O-V-E, the number four, herbs, H-E-R-B-S dot com, love for herbs. And I think we should talk, Jerry, about this great seminar that's coming up on Saturday because I'm going to be there and Margie has a, you and Margie have a fantastic seminar on this Saturday. That would be a way to get a, get together with local people. 
Oh, right. Yeah, and you, you'd like to meet Karen in person and find out more. This is this would be. And she is she is just available for you and will be available there. Uh, the seminar. It the title of the seminar is Uncovering the Lies. There's so many lies. We were talking about lies about GMOs and lies from the uh, FDA and so forth. But the, just the lies, the Satan has a whole bunch of lies that we want to uncover and recognize the truth. And this, there's so many great insights that uh, the Lord has given Margie about these things. And so the seminar is from 10 till 3 this coming Saturday, January 30th. It's at the Holiday Inn Express in Rogers, Minnesota. So it's from 10 to 3, uh, Uncovering the Lies. This coming Saturday, January 30th, Holiday Inn Express in Rogers, Minnesota. And if you go to liferecovery.com, you will see more about that uh, um, that seminar. It's going to be a, a great, great time. So we're really, really looking forward to that. Um, another thing, Karen, um, what about uh, stocking up? You know, we talked a little bit about that earlier. Uh, there are many places. There's a place called SurvivorMall, dot com, and there are other resources where you can get, you know, food. You could, you know, if you got the money, you can get food to last for years and years. But uh, right. what what would you suggest as far as you know prepping? Sometimes you know preppers get a bad rap, and but you you talked about the squirrels, and it's wise to prepare. <laughs> what would you suggest in just just practical things? And, and I know this might be a, a bit repetitious. We talked about that a little bit a few minutes ago. But any cer- certain things, just to review, what would you suggest that people have uh, available for for the future, for possible future sure. disasters, shortages of food supplies, natural disasters, that sort of thing? The number one thing right now in the herbal and health line for me is the liquid silver. Um We've known about colloidal silver in the past, but now we have a pH-balanced silver that is three times as potent, um, so it's a pharmaceutical grade. And we also have the silver gel because it's been used for centuries, actually. The Romans used silver coins. They would toss them in their water barrels to purify the water. The farmers would throw coins in their milk canisters to keep it from spoiling um, there's so many uses. It was used in World War One for the wounds. Uh, Johnson & Johnson has it in their bandages. The hospitals are ordering it by millions of dollars to protect their staff from staph infection, MRSA, all these different bacterias that are out of control. And so it's something that I use on a daily basis to stay healthy by drinking a couple of teaspoons. Um, but if you have a real issue, you know, a person might need more of it. The gel itself is good for pain, burns. Um, we call it a rescue remedy. So that's something that we're stocking up, and that's something that people can get through life recovery or through myself because we buy by the pellet so we can offer it in case discount. And those are important to have on hand. Antibiotic will fight 32 to 34 different bacteria. Silver in the research inhibits 640 different bacteria besides viral, fungal, and mold. So there are so many uses for it. It's one of the reasons that the families that were wealthier during the flu plague of 1918, when they estimate up to 100 million people died worldwide, it's a little bit hard to tell because of not a lot of records in some places. It could have started in China or Spain, different ones blame different countries, but it got all the way here, and it's got quite the history on history.com. The wealthy people did have better plumbing and sanitation. However, they ate off of silver, and they ate with silver silverware. So they had less loss of life. They had less sickness. And so it's really important, even if you pick it up on a garage sale or you get into your um, good silverware or your what Grandma's given you to eat off of silver every day. So have some silver silverware also. 
the next thing that I have on hand in my homeopathics is called Surge HP. Um, high potency, it's before and after surgery, but I use it for trauma. Trauma before, after surgery, the dentist, um, people get hurt. Uh, it actually works with pain. It's my it's my 911 remedy. I carry it with me. We also have a formula called Distress from Nature Sunshine that is to de-stress. It's flower essences that is like a rescue remedy with Arnica. Arnica is probably the number one homeopathic, and it can come in creams also for injuries, wounds, um, emotional and physical injury. And so it's very calming because a lot of people are very panicky and anxious these days. So that would be um, in, in the top. Also, red pepper, liquid powder in the capsicum because it can stop a heart attack. If you're bleeding, if your blood's too thin, it will thicken it. If you are um, the blood's too thick and you're getting blood clots, it will thin it. Jerry, that's how great God is. He made these herbs to balance our bodies. So it's not like medications because we don't diagnose or prescribe. Um, it will balance the body. If it's too thick or thin, it will help to balance it. So it can be used in emergency or you can use a little every day in most cases to help avert those problems. And then a person would want to look at if you have heart issues to have the nutrients to support the heart. If you have blood sugar issues, the nutrients that support the pancreas. So it's really about getting to know your body and then purchasing real um, real herbs that don't buy the cheapest, uh, don't run to Walmart or the drugstore, because if there's any of the actual ingredient in it, there's a lot of fillers and it's a low grade, and you're going to come back and say, hey, that didn't work for me. So I don't want you to be disappointed. You've got to go with real, real ingredients and real food to get real results. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. What about, um, and this is, we'll, we'll give the uh, web address here just uh, again shortly where people can find out more about all of these wonderful things that, that God has provided. You know, it's just, it, it seems like, isn't it, isn't it amazing that God knows best, Karen? How about that? We're we're not as smart Isn't as we think we phenomenal? are. Isn't that phenomenal? Okay, all right. We're not uh, God. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. I mean, He has got and, it all figured out. It's just a matter of just getting back to what He has already established. I mean, His way is best in every way, from nutritional point of view, in in, in every possible area of life, spirit, soul, body. God has got it right. So we've got another someone else joining the conversation oh, uh, right now, and I think it's a repeat caller <laughs> from somewhere <laughs> out west. Will you identify yourself, please? Hey, guys, pretty good show Hi. there. Yes, I listened to the whole thing, but I have to tell you, um, I'm excited about Saturday. Um, oh, through my yes. PowerPoints and the workshop that we're going to be doing. And, you know, it has to do with health. It has to do with spiritual, mental, emotional health, deliverance, demons, all kinds of stuff, as usual. But, you know, the thing is I don't think people realize just how fearfully and wonderfully made we are because um, and how the food becomes actually an, an instrument, if you will, that the enemy mm-hmm. can actually use to reprogram us, at corrupt the image of God. How many people's images, their body image has been corrupted, you know, by the use of the bad foods and the nasty dead foods, if you will, that kill their frequencies and kill their vitality, and yet become so appealing to their senses somehow. It's kind of like twisted, isn't it? But anyway, so we're looking at um, not only foods, um, really actually food is a minor part of it. You're going to be the major part of the food part, Karen, on Saturday. But we, we are going to be talking about marks on the DNA. We're going to be talking okay. about the epigenetics of what the devil has. Yeah. Um, epigenetics and the genetics of what Satan has done to mess with our DNA mm. and the way we learn things and the way um, 
these marks of iniquity have been actually marked on our very DNA. And so this becomes a complication in how do I manage my DNA? How do I, you know, uh, how do mm-hmm. I fix my DNA? How do I reprogram my DNA? And I think that's one of the things you kind of alluded to is it is actually through the Word of God and mm-hmm. through obedience. Uh, and your, you know, even your taste buds have been programmed, reprogrammed, and they can be re-reprogrammed. Go back to righteousness and truth and satisfaction in the Word of God and the truth of God's foods, etc. So we're inviting people to come to understand, um, and it's free. It's open to yeah. the public. Yeah, and I wanted to say too that uh, speaking strictly objectively here, that yeah, this, I know, you're is, so objective. this is this is this is information and insight that you're just not going to get, you know, in any kind of -of run-of-the-mill seminar situation. This is just Mm -hmm. vital. This is this is vital. This is intense. This is this is truth. This is powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, and uh, I'm so glad, Karen, you're going to be there and having a part in that. Oh, what a what a what a tremendous resource this seminar is going to be for folks. And Margie, would you like to share too uh, the bo- about the book that's going to be available? Oh yeah, we just got the uh, the 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 book form of taking the devil to court. It's been out on your um, Kindle and Amazon at Amazon for a while, for a year or so. But we got the book form, taking the devil to court. It is the absolute basic understanding. Gives you the basic understanding of why we need to take the devil to court. I know that there's a lot of people now that are talking about, you know, the court of heaven and presenting themselves before the court and da-da-da. But, you know, this book is like, I first wrote it in 1999, and um, we, re- you know, kind of reviewed it, we re- uh, updated it a bit. It is a must. It is an absolute must. It's easy read. It's not complicated. And it is a must for anybody who wants to understand the spiritual war that's going on for your soul. Yeah, hmm. and That's we all. That's all I get to say have, about that. <laughs> yeah, well, we and we have those. Those will be available, uh, actually, yeah, for lot, the first yeah. time. Uh, yeah, you know, the revised edition at the conference. We have a limited supply, however, so people will have to fight to get their copy. Well, well we won't if, have a fight, if they, get, but, if they don't, you know. if they don't get that one, we'll also have plenty of cravings. Their cravings are an absolute cravings? magnificent. Yeah, it puts yeah. together the law and grace element of our freedom. It's really, uh, it's great. And then add to that the PowerPoint presentation, God willing, that is also very brand new, very, very brand new in terms of what we can understand about marks and trauma and DNA and freedom. It is uh, going to be quite a, a day for people who get there. It's going to be at the Holiday Inn. Um, Holiday Inn Express and Rogers right off South Diamond Lake Road. You can go to liferecovery.com and get more information there. So And to register as well, if you will, because it is limited. Uh, it would, yeah, we have limited seating, so if you could go to liferecovery.com to register for the conference. Again, or for the seminar, No, uh, there's no registration fee uh, there. Mm-hmm. But um, so uh, there will be, I think I mentioned that will be a free will offering for those that would like to uh, you give to help with expenses and so forth, but we, well, there's no no pressure on that. Just uh, no, uh, <laughs> no registration fee. Great opportunity. Um, so um, I would say you could you know come a little bit early and get your get some uh, good seating. So all right. Well, Karen, I think well, we're about ready to wrap this up for today. Um, well, thank you for having me, guys, and I just look so forward to being with all of you on Saturday. Thank you, Margie, that I can come and be with you all and share with the people. We'll we'll have um, the silver there. We'll have the uh, emergency remedies for those that want to learn more. We'll have information and education, and then we can talk about um, future bookings so that they can have Margie and myself when they want to learn about the spiritual and physical, mental and emotional, the ties that that ties that can bind and the ties that can be freed. So how how to go about that and how it all is interconnected and God God wants you to be well. You know, He wants He wants you to enjoy 
this life. He wants you to take care of this temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, so think about that the next time you reach for a glass of something or a piece of food. Is it something that you want to put into the temple of the Holy Spirit? Because he allows you the freedom to choose, and he allows you to experience the outcome of the choices that we make. He loves us that much, and I'm sure he weeps a lot for us because we suffer needlessly. And so I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited for people to to know good health. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, God's Word says that, uh, it's God's desire for us that we would prosper and be in health even as our mm-hmm. soul prospers. So with 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 that, let's pray. Lord, thank you for this opportunity today to explore these issues for us, opportunity for us to learn and to grow and to be uh, just to follow you in every way. Lord God, you have an abundant life for us, even in the midst of very, very difficult days that we're living in. But Lord, I pray your grace and your blessing upon Marjorie and Karen at this conference coming up Saturday. And um, and for all those that are listening, whether they're listening live or they're listening now on the archive, we pray that they would help each one uh, by your grace and by your spirit to make the changes necessary to move into the fullness of what you have for us uh, day by day. We ask this, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Karen. And we look forward to seeing you you on Saturday. All right. I'll see you there. Okay. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. I have an emergency. What is your location?